up, motherfuckers. So, uh, I had a whole other podcast that I was going to do. Uh, I was going to review some shows that I went to recently. I got to go see Screeching Weasel with the Queers and Mr. T Experience. And then I realized that it's July 31st tomorrow. It is now today. And July 31st is the day that Tony Sly passed away. And suddenly I was like, fuck it. That's way more important to me than any of this other shit. Um, And as we go through this, uh, it'll become more apparent why. Um, Or I'll clarify what I mean by this next statement. Which is, uh, when I went and saw Mr. T Experience, The Queers and Screeching Weasel, I was really excited because I grew up, I'm from New Hampshire, I grew up listening to The Queers. They were my favorite fucking band when I was 15. They were the best. And I'd seen Mr. T Experience before, and they were really good live. And I mean, I've seen The Queers a hundred times. Never got to see Screeching Weasel before. However, when I went to the show, Mr. T Experience was really just remedial punk rock and the vocals weren't that good and it it was just kind of meh and then I saw the queers and it was easily the worst time I'd seen the queers uh Joe Queer now looks like Popeye if Popeye was a fucking crackhead um and I I, I've long since outgrown the queers anyways it was a nostalgia thing for me uh Screeching Weasel was actually pretty good but Penn Weasel's a crazy asshole so I mean, it is what it is. It's not the best music that's ever been written by any means. And why I think I grew away from all that is uh, because their music never really grew. Uh, It never went anywhere. They're still singing about the same shit they've always been singing about. And after a while, it's like, you're 50. You need to fucking sing about something else, something that you've learned in your fucking 30 years on the road um and then I was like well fuck it fuck those guys so we're gonna talk about Tony Sly we're gonna listen to a ton of Tony Sly music I'm gonna try and not babble on too much because this is more about remembering and appreciating the music and the you know the poetry or whatever that Tony Sly put out and uh it's way more meaningful to me than any of those bands I mentioned previously So, um, I guess I got into Tony's music, uh, the normal way. Somebody gave me a NoFX CD from there. I started listening to the Fat Wreck comps. I'd listened to the Epitaph comps, you know, uh, Punkorama, short music for short people, all that stuff. Um, and No Use for a Name was on some of those. And I slowly, over time, just got more into them. I really, really loved... You know, that it, it had more substance, it felt deeper to me. Um, you know, I, I really liked how Tony sang with, you know, really heartfelt vocals that, you know, had still really great thrashy punk music behind it. Um, even to this day, I still feel like the best live album I own is No Use for a Name's Live in a Dive. And I think that's the best of the Live in a Dive series that I've heard for sure. Um, and, you know, even though my favorite band is technically Lagwagon, uh, I got into No Use for a Name before I really got into Lagwagon. Like, I, I heard their music around the same time, but uh, No Use for a Name really sucked me in for a while. And, you know, eventually 
brought me over to listen to the Lagwagon ones a little bit more intently because I think it actually matured my ear listening to No Use for a Name. Um, so, you know, it. I wanted, I wanted to stay away from a lot of the tribute songs and it was really hard uh, because that tribute album they put out uh, from Fat Records is so fucking amazing. Every, every song on there is good. And then... You know, some of those covers are just incredible. They're very unique and, and all that. Um, so I'm going to play one tribute song. It's not the first song I'm going to play. I'm going to play Life Size Mirror by No Use for a Name. Then we're going to play Exit, which is the Lagwagon cover of the No Use for a Name song. And then to counterbalance that, we're going to play No Use for a Name covering Sublime's Bad Fish, which I always thought was really awesome because they used to tour with Sublime. You know, they were friends with them. So let's get right into it. And I'm going to listen to this with you guys so I get the full visceral experience. Till the day she sees that everyone has gone 
Fish cover because he they kept the solo the same and it's such a great solo that guitar tone and that just that flow is so fucking good did i mention that i'm drinking whiskey and smoking a bowl while i'm doing this uh so feel free to join me it makes the music a little bit more visceral um so seeing new fan uh no use for a name for those of you who don't know the acronym um started i guess when i saw uh, them at warp tour 
Uh, I mean, I'd heard of them before that, so it was definitely like, oh, I gotta go see them at this stage this time. Um, and then in Boston, I'd seen them a bunch of times around the city, mostly at clubs that are no longer open, which is kind of a sad thing. I miss the Axis for sure. Uh, I saw them at the Axis a couple of times. Uh, and it was cool because even if I went alone, I always would run into friends or, you know, people I know. Or You make friends. You make friends with people who love the same music you do. It's, it's really cool that way. Um, I still have an untorn ticket from uh, a show that was supposed to happen, I want to say around 2011, 2012-ish. It was a few months before he died, I believe. Uh, and, and they canceled that tour. And... You know, I don't collect tickets. Like, I'm not somebody who saves his concert tickets, but that one I've had a really hard time getting rid of. I don't want to throw it away. It, it feels like if I throw it away, it, it's kind of acknowledging that it's over, whereas if I hold on to it, it's like, nah, it's just been postponed, which is a really weird thing for, you know, somebody who doesn't really believe in God to say, but, you know, whatever, people collect weird shit, leave me alone. Um... I met Tony a couple of times, both times at the Axis. Uh, one time, for like two seconds, I just was like, hey man, great show, thank you. And he was very polite, um, and you know, he was like, oh cool man, whatever. And you know, kind of had somewhere to be. Um, but he wasn't a dick, and I've definitely met people who were like, I don't even care to talk to you. And you know, he just seemed like he was distracted. Uh, and then another time I met him for a couple of minutes, uh, I fucked with him outside of the Axis again in Boston. Uh, he was hailing a cab or talking to a cab driver, and I was like, hey, that's my fucking cab. And he, like, looked up, like, all, like, sorry. <laughs> and, I don't know, it's not really that cool of a story, but he was chill enough to come and talk to me and my friends for a few minutes and uh, was very cool. Um, so it's always nice to have some little memory like that uh, that you can bust out for times like these um he did always have a haste about him though like like he perpetually for, forgot to turn the oven off and he was always like thinking about it I don't know I guess it's just a, a weird way that I think about it in my head um so the next few songs I'm gonna play uh this is off of a movie from Kung Fu Records uh, it's called This Ain't No Way to Live. And it's also on a comp, uh, Punk's Not Dead, volume four or five, I forget. You can find it on iTunes. And then after that, we're going to play the acoustic version of Soulmate. And then we're going to play Yours to Destroy. This ain't no way to live 
outcome of a stupid line Set by some asshole on the street It wasn't me, it wasn't you It wasn't anybody you knew, is it? You're a fan insecurity The one companion That stuck by your side since you were born You're in a fight Same old argument Black and white It's something that's eating you inside It's not the food It's not the booze It isn't anything consumed So is it Becoming a problem You can't hide In all those times You thought that you were wrong You were right Social life, I guess we can pretend Not like I can, but anyway You always wanna leave, you never wanna stay Cause you think if you drink too much Then you will lose it You drink your security away The one companion That stuck by your side since you were born Nothing left to say I swallow my 
think that uh, the Feel Good Record of the Year is their best album, at least technically. I mean, the songwriting is so fucking strong. It's got sort of a mix of his sort of singer-songwriter type stuff with uh, Sleeping Between Trucks, and then it's got, you know, some of the really hard songs like uh, The Biggest Lie, and, you know, that one's somewhere in between. I, I just think it's a great album. Um... Before I forget, if you don't own any of this music or want to own more of it, uh, fatrec, W-R-E-C-K, <laughs> dot com is pretty much your one-stop shop for all of it because that was the record label that both Lagwagon and No Use for a Name were on. Except for, of course, the Badfish song uh, and the This Ain't No Way to Live. Those you can find on iTunes. Uh, they're both on YouTube. Um, the the Badfish cover is off of a Sublime Tribute so it's a little hard to find but it's on YouTube I think it might be on Spotify as well um, so the reason that you should buy it if you don't have it already uh, and is, I mean the reason that I love is, so, is music so much is not just that I grew up listening to it which I did uh, in my teen years but, uh, you know, I've always loved it, but when he did the acoustic split with Joey, like, it was eye-opening. Uh, I was in my early 20s, and I wanted my punk rock, but I wanted a more mature package. And that's exactly what that acoustic record was. Um, it wasn't better, wasn't worse. You know, it was just in addition to, no use for a name, in addition to Lagwagon. 
this stripped down raw songwriter stuff it was great it's still great um you know and, and in the songwriter stuff and even in the new fan stuff uh you can hear some of his influences kind of shining through but tony's songwriting style his lyric style very unique there's nobody else like it and you know it's devastating that we'll never hear what could have been where it could have gone but i think that you know we got to be grateful for what we do have and to me it's some of the most important music ever recorded um that music has been there through some defining moments in my life uh his first solo record 12 song program came out when i went through a difficult breakup uh, and I listened to the shit out of that album. And it meant so much to me at the time that I actually posted on Tony's Facebook page, uh, thanking him for it. And he left some really short, sweet reply, like, oh, that's cool, man, or something like that. You know, kind of explaining that I was listening to it through this breakup. And it was really helping me. And just that little tiny reply is such a, a it was a big deal at the time. And it's, a, again, another cool memory to kind of have. Um, even though it's not that big of a deal, it was a big deal for me then. Um, and that album still means the world to me now. Uh, his, he's got such a unique voice, and not just the way he sings, which is also very unique, and I love it. You know, It's very powerful. Um, and I don't, I don't claim to know what the inspiration driving each song is, you know, but what I interpret is that a lot of the songs have... Uh, sort of the voice of a constant fuck-up with a heart of gold that's just, like, struggling for redemption from some external source, wife, girlfriend, whatever it may be to you, you know? And I can relate to that for sure. And I think that's why I love it so much. The, the fact that I never had the opportunity to see him play acoustic live with Joey, with Scorpios, whatever, it never came to New England with him, very sad to me and it, it still lingers in my mind a lot it bums me out for sure um and you know i think one of the things that attracted me so much to both you know or a lot of the fat music is that even though some of it is really fun a lot of it is kind of kind of downer and you know a lot of people get bothered by sort of depressing music like elliot smith some people are like this makes me want to kill myself I really love listening to sad music. It makes me feel better. And that's, you know, kind of how I'm going to end it, uh, this podcast tonight or today, depending on when you're listening to it. <laughs> um, I'm going to end it with kind of downer songs. And the, the first one is Toaster in the Bathtub off a of 12-song program. Um, I had a hard time choosing a song off that album. That album is good front to back. Uh Therapy, which is off of Sad Bear, which is his second solo album. And then uh, it's two noise for a name songs, but they're done acoustically. And it's a live show from Japan. And if you listen to it, even though it isn't close to the end of Tony's life, there's sort of a very haunting sort of anthral type thing. It's a vibe in those uh, live acoustic performances. You can hear it in his voice, and I really wanted to end on those songs. So I hope you enjoy them. Thanks for listening.
Turn the page, hit the lights, close the book. You're a building, I'm on fire. You're the truth and I'm a lie. I'm a toaster in the bathtub. You're a beacon in the night. But we suffer from the same disease and play each other's games. You're a day. I'm the rain So get your head off the ground And let your soul be found Yeah I'm a reason on a long list You're an angel and a saint I'm the tears in your lap And the time that you will waste I hope that we can stitch it If we haven't broke the seams Life is short, is this all you have dreamed? So get Mission that my heart is on. I love. 
we've never played this song before, ever. I don't know why. Because we never play acoustic so shows, so you can't play it. couple more shows in Japan. We played in uh, Osaka uh, last night in Nagoya the night before. Um, but it's nice to be back in Tokyo. <laughs> she's never run alone Because she's scared of what she might say to herself Always drinking in the back of my Prescription keeps on going through, and all the happy pills make her look like a cardboard cut out of someone. I used to live from the on the phone. She's telling everyone that there was a blue sky she left behind. A place that no one knows about. Away from integrity, she writes a book in heaven, nobody will read. Whatever you say, 
Please don't talk about the time when she was young Apparently there was a different person And I'm so long ago It's strange to me There's no history There's a past She's telling everyone It must be a garden That wouldn't grow Roots of shame, too sensitive to blame. Herself as we watch her drown. I can't see the queen without a kingdom or a crown. Arigato. Oh. Hey, there's a little one, uh, baby. Hey, baby. 